Avengers! Hello everyone, this is Excelsior, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. The number one podcast for Marvel's Avengers game in the world. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, joined by the Apex legend himself, Jack Martin. Excelsior. Now, we may have to change that title, Christian, because Apex Legends has just fallen off the face of the the map for me. I have just exclusively been playing this game. This has just (laughs) occupied my my free time. Okay. The Avenger, then? Like one Carol Danvers? Maybe. Um, I was going to say... I was worried because I thought when you said that title, you were referring to us no longer being the number one Marvel's Avengers podcast <laughs> for Crystal Dynamics' Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers. As far as I know, we still are the kings of that. As it should be. Yeah. Um, this is your episode recording September 11th for the upcoming week. Uh, what's new in the, the shops, the war tables, all this fun stuff. We're going to get into that. Starting with some patch information, we got some patch notes for patch 1.25, the upcoming 1.3 patch, a new weekly war table blog that's going to be updated every Thursday, which is lucky for us because we record on Fridays. Um, We're going to touch a little more on where we are in the multiplayer in terms of progression and experience. And then in the later part of the show, you'll be able to see it in a timestamp down below. We're going to get into some spoiler talk about the main campaign now that both of us have beat it. And the game's been out in the world for, what, like, one to two weeks at this point? Yeah, like a week and a half. Yeah. So, why don't we kick things off with Fury's report, starting with patch 1.25, the patch that is already out, working on some fixes for the game. Because let me tell you, Jack, I don't know if you've seen this, but the game's kind of broken in some places. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Very briefly, what bugs or glitches have you experienced sure i actually like recorded this on my playstation if you want i could send this over to like have in the background um but i ran into a particular bug where i've only run into this once so it was only one issue but it was super annoying i was flying around as iron man as i have been doing Mm -hmm. and the skybox just kept flickering like as it should be and then black and then as it should be and it was just like nauseating so that was pretty bad um i've ran into one recently where i was playing through a hive and i was supposed to defeat all the enemies and i did and i couldn't progress further past that um that was just a reload checkpoint uh fix um but then i've had a lot of frame rate issues and stuttering and i think i ran into an infinite load screen at one point so yeah definitely noticeable bugs that have sort of hindered my experience Right, and worth reiterating, if anybody new is listening right now, um, you're playing on a base PS4? Yes, um, that is correct. I've been playing on a PS4 Pro in performance mode, and you've definitely played it more than me. How many hours do you think you'd have in the game right now, if you had to guess? Um, I would say over 20, 20 to 30 maybe. Okay, yeah. I was Honestly, I think you might have more than that, because I was going to say I'm 20 to 30, maybe like 33-ish. Yeah. Okay, then, yeah, I, I'll, I'd i probably have more than that. I, As I've said before, I'm notoriously awful at um, keeping track of how long I've played. I've actually just subscribed to this PlayStation Messenger bot that will tell you how many hours of a game you've played. Interesting. I might sign up so, for that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, on my end, I think the only issues I've seen and experienced in my playtime has been mostly in the Avengers Initiative stuff, not really the story. Um, 
the the biggest thing I think for sure is the decrypting of the outfit patches, like the. I forget they're called. They're like encrypted patches that you can go to the costume. The patterns, table. right? Yeah, the patterns. Thank you. Yeah. Um, there's like a, a variety of different tiers of how rare they can be. Um, I probably went to the station to decrypt them. Let's say six times. Maybe you know, maybe like seven or eight. Um, three of them worked. Oof. And the other ones got burnt, and then nothing spawned for me. That's awful. So I had that happen a couple times to me as well. Mm-hmm. But since, like, a few days ago, I haven't had any issues. Yeah, like, every time I've gone since a couple days ago, and probably because of the patch, based on when it came out. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't really had many other issues with decryption. Um, I don't think I got those costumes back, the ones that I should have earned but thankfully i didn't lose any costumes that i already had unlocked because i know they for some people they were disappearing um they were able to get them back it was just like a a bit of a scare so when we run through some of the stuff that patch 1.2.5 is doing uh this should be out in the world for you all if you're updated right now uh basically it went over some bug fixes infinite loading screens like jack said uh, they addressed a majority of instances of a partially loaded hell carrier where characters would infinitely fall and there would be no way to access the Avengers initiative. Um, there was also a, a bug where you could get trapped under the floor or like fall out of the world and there's no way for you to undo it. So you have to restart your campaign. Um, wow, that, <laughs> that's awful. That seemed very rare. Um, but I was uploading my cloud save constantly every time I closed the game. <laughs> um, campaign mission reward outfits will no longer disappear. We covered that. Uh, marketplace and challenge card outfits should no longer be temporarily locked if you lose connectivity with the game. Um, a little bit of updated UI stuff, optimizing load times. And, uh, Week one, we didn't really touch on this last week, but there was an issue with progression for the challenge card. You would have done your daily or weekly, and the challenge card may have not reflected the points you would have earned. That got fixed real quick. That was in one of the first patches, but um, that is what 1.25 has been doing for us as we play. So as far as the next patch is concerned, 1.3 is going to be fixing even more bugs regarding costumes, uh, which have been increasingly being fixed. But 1.3 is going to be the largest patch so far. It's going to focus on resolving bad states for bugs that were fixed in 1.2.5 already, as well as having a bunch of quality of life changes. Um, they're currently testing 1.3, so I wouldn't be surprised if... It drops sometime before next episode, but yeah, um, rough to see this many issues in the game. Thankfully, I haven't experienced most of them, but I'll give them that seeing their response and seeing how like open they've been about what they're trying to fix, what the priorities of everything is, as well as supplying some fixes like pre-patch of like hey just don't do this and then it'll be fine um i think that's pretty good yeah i've heard some people compare this game to jedi fallen order 
where that game launched and had some similar bug issues and some frame rate drops. And I feel like, like some other people have said, both of those games would have been better received or would have been better to just wait six months before launching. Yeah, I, that's fair. Uh, and I totally think that's I totally think that's the case for this game as well. Um, granted, games as a service like Destiny and like the, the Division and games like that usually launch with bugs and glitches like this. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that's any excuse for this, which because I, I don't think it is. I think it's sort of expected though. Like going into this like week, I sort of expected the game to be like this. Yeah. Which again is not sort of any um excuse or anything, but it is sort of going in to the game with expectations that there's probably going to be a lot of problems with this game and there were. Yeah. Um I've also seen uh issues with matchmaking. Again, that's not something I fully experienced just because if I'm doing multiplayer, I'm either doing it with you or one of my other friends that got the game um Mm. so matchmaking is another thing i've seen among the community specifically some people on my timeline being like hey i'm trying to match with randoms not working um but yeah i'll I'll still back up the fact that i think this is one of the smoother games as a service launches that i've experienced um like you said it's kind of to be expected that there's going to be things like that not that that's a good thing but like Right. I think there's a world where this could have been a lot worse um, in terms of stability and bugs and things like that. There are some other issues uh, that are kind of uh, nail on the coffin for a looter shooter. <laughs> um, specifically, I don't know if you saw that. Well, I think you, you did see this. Um, so there's... A, a, a mission chain you can do where you will eventually unlock the mega hive which is the the gauntlet that they showcased in the last war table that mission has a i believe the highest chance of spawning you an exotic piece of gear now mm. the issue is that if you spawn an exotic piece of gear you're locked out of getting another one for some reason it's not intentional they have said hey we're aware of this um but for many people that are already at endgame you know like the high level stuff they're kind of discouraged from just like playing the game at all right now if the high level content like a mega hive is not going to give them a chance of getting an exotic you know so like i i can sympathize with that uh the the rate i've been playing the game I haven't gotten too much of that stuff yet. I know you're a lot closer to the the grind from like 140 to 150 right now. Yeah, um, it's it's just disappointing for early adopters. Mm-hmm. Games like this always work out in the end. Well, I wouldn't say always, but genu- generally, if they get better, they get better at the end of the mm-hmm. game. Battlefront 2, for example, is is a great example of a game that had a terrible launch. This game obviously didn't. And it worked out and became a much better game by the end yeah. of it because of the improvements. This will follow a similar tra- trajectory, I imagine, considering that it's Marvel's Avengers and Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics are going to work to sort of uphold that name, which holds a lot of weight, specifically for a casual audience. So there's going to be a lot of improvements and updates to this game, so it will get better. It just sucks for early adopters. Yeah, and unfortunately, and we're gonna get to information about the story, but um, I think 
for me personally, I think that the the story I got, the experience I got out of that was worth it for getting it for me. Um, and just to back up your point about it's Marvel's Avengers, they're not going to drop it, right? Like, uh, Square Enix also publishes and develops the Final Fantasy series. Final Fantasy fourteen is an MMO that launched, I want to say, in 2012 or 2013, and it was one of the worst launches for a multiplayer-focused game ever. And they did a full reboot, essentially. Um, I don't know if they charged it for the people who bought in day one, but like they did like a basic, basically a 2.0. I think it was actually a new 1.0. It was called a Realm Reborn. So like they really went on in on being like, hey, we want to support the people that took a chance on us and give them an experience that is worth their time and money. And they did that. And now Final Fantasy 14, like people are leaving a world of Warcraft to play Final Fantasy 14. So like, I, I think if anything, Square as a publisher is not scared of abandoning a game called Marvel's Avengers, you know? Yeah. Like we can, we can expect this to get better and it is unfortunate, but like the nature of games as a service games is that, they launch with certain expectations and then the community essentially shapes the game. So they work to improve the game based on the community feedback. So (laughs) generally like these games do launch with a lot of issues that are resolved eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're listening to this and you're waiting on this game, um, you might want to wait a little bit more. Yeah. If you're fine with sort of the, the bugs and glitches and things not working out as people expected, then that's fine. Um, I came in this game with like super lowered expectations and I came out with it so far being, you know, the, exceeding my expectations. I really enjoy this mm-hmm. game right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, even at the rate they've been talking about getting information out there at the rate they've been like shifting priorities okay what's the most important thing for us to fix right now what does the community really need i honestly think if you want to just wait until november or december you'll have two more heroes you'll have more story content like if you're really tepid maybe just wait till then and you can probably pick it up for a slightly discounted price like i i think if you did really want to get in right now i don't think it's a bad idea depending on what your schedule's like what your fall looks like for other games but yeah i i think getting it still year one i don't think is going to be a bad idea because bugs aside in terms of like graphical issues or game crashing i think it is again one of the stronger games as a service launches in terms of content and bang for your buck i guess that i've experienced so far and i've played destiny destiny 2 the division 2 um so i think starting out it's in a really good place so yeah i'll echo what you said like if you want to wait till the end of the game uh, till the end of the year like around the holiday season you'll probably get it for cheap like i could see a world where it's around maybe 40 around there and honestly i can guarantee you you'll get a better game than it is right now just with like the promise at least if they uphold their promises um of the constant updates and the constant additions of characters and stuff like you'll have a better experience i'm sure than if you played it now if you're if you're worried about it i can guarantee you that for around 40 dollars you can't go yeah, for sure around 
the holiday season. Now, we have recently learned as well that in addition to updating us on patch notes, additionally on um, the Play Avengers subreddit where Crystal Dynamics developers are very active, um, that's where I have been pulling show notes the past few weeks in terms of the updates straight from Crystal themselves. Um, we also know that every week now we're going to have the War Table blog, which is going to be updated on avengers.squareenixgames.com. Uh, this week, War Tables, the War Table weekly blog for the week of September 10th, uh, we have an update about weekly missions, priority missions, modifiers for them, uh, priority harm challenges, modifiers for those, uh, pro tips about the modifiers, marketplace updates, um, this is not something unique to this game. Again, if you're coming to this from Destiny, if you've been experienced with the weekly refresh of a game like Destiny, this is very familiar. Um, every week with Destiny, at least with Destiny 2, this generation, um, they they post a what's new for the weekly missions, like the Nightfall, uh, the Heroic Nightfall, the modifiers for that. So this is essentially that. Yeah, um, just basically telling you like new missions and uh, what to expect. I'm not super familiar with that sort of Destiny mm-hmm. model because I wasn't like I played Destiny one and then was done with it probably mm-hmm. after a month. Um, this game definitely will have its hooks in me, so I guess I'll start yeah. to learn um, and I'll be able to better speak to that. But right now I'm just you know yeah. So let me give it. you a little bit of a, a rundown then on what you can expect in terms of what the weekly reset is like. Uh, So for the priority missions, they say priority missions have modifiers that will challenge even the toughest hero. Your first weekly completion of these missions earns you unique gear you won't find anywhere else. So for the priority missions this week, there are two of them. The first one is Global Presence, which is the low power level priority mission. It has the modifiers of Blizzard, Capacitor, and Famine. Uh, Blizzard obviously would be adding ice hazards to the environment. Uh, Cryo damage deals more. Uh, to your heroes capacitor is shock damage from players being increased so thor you're going to have a good time uh famine enemies do not drop regen packs when they're defeated so then you'd have to be scouting more for the the tubes of health you know um and the guaranteed reward is a hero specific gear for whoever you run the mission with as well as polychoron which i think for you jack is pretty like a hot commodity for your 140 grind. Yeah. So what the Polychoron does is it you get these major artifacts. So you have two minor artifact slots and they're basically used to like bolster your um, ratings up top. And then there's the major artifact uh, which bolsters your power level. So it starts at, at 1 and it'll that 1 will increase your power level by one entire point. Um, and eventually it goes up to 10. And to uh, upgrade that, you need these polychorons, which are very rare to come by. And the best way to get them is to do the assignments given by S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Mm -hmm. Inhumans, the faction leaders. And that's basically how you come by them. So they're pretty rare. You have to come back each day to get them. You can't really farm them in any other way. Um, So this is cool that you can go into a specific mission and also get uh, that. Yeah, and and I would have to imagine that since it is like the weekly mission for priority, um, you'll probably get a, like a handful of them. I don't think it'll just be one, 
you know, like maybe it's three or something, but yeah, I've, I've noticed that I've also been like trying to do some upgrade modules, which is very important for high level gear. That's actually how you uh, upgrade your high level gear. When it, when a mission says you'll get a singular one usually means a few. So it, I, I, I imagine this is probably, you'll get a few polycorns. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think that's a safe bet. And priority mission will give you i'm assuming because i haven't done a priority mission chain yet for a weekly reset uh the low level one says it gives you polycoron um the high level one this week is rockets red glare which i believe is the iconic mission for cap do you know off the top of your head if that's that i don't know off the top of my head okay um well the modifiers for that are famine which again no dropping regens pressure which means no automatic automatic recovery of willpower when you're critically injured. Clash, melee damage from any source is greatly increased. Capacitor, once again, shock damage from players is increased. The guaranteed reward there is epic gear. So while the low level one just gives you here a specific gear at any tier level, the high level priority mission for the week will give you some epic gear for probably any hero, it seems. It doesn't seem like it's specified to whatever hero you run. Yeah, I think it's just whoever you bring into it will get that gear. Yeah, so the the blog also breaks down the harm challenge updates. Uh, if you play through it this week, you get an Incredible Hulk comic. Um, but basically, that's the gist of what the weekly refresh is going to be. It's going to say, okay, here's a mission you've probably already played before if you've been burning through a lot of the endgame content. Um, with these modifiers, so maybe you can't do this maybe you can do that this is a more challenging stack of modifiers that in the high level one maybe it's heavily weighted against you so the rewards will be better um next week the two missions are going to be different missions so that's what the weekly reset is like yeah i actually haven't been messing and paying attention with the sort of modifiers Mm -hmm. but now that that's in this update i will probably pay attention slightly more um Mm -hmm. i bet like once the game goes on that will become more important like you'll have your specific gear loadouts based on the modifiers Mm -hmm. but right now i haven't really been paying attention yeah yeah so i think um it's it's just gonna become more of a routine every week that's how destiny was for me at least when i was really on top of it um yeah, so that's pretty much what the weekly reset looks like. Uh, we also saw a refresh of the marketplace earlier. Did you get a chance to look through anything yet? Um, briefly, I didn't. So I looked at the vendor. Uh, okay. I don't know if I checked out the marketplace. Yeah, I went into the marketplace. Um, I saw there was a new outfit for Thor. Uh, yeah, Thor, Tony, Widow. And some new emotes. Honestly, I'm still a little underwhelmed by the marketplace offerings in terms of costumes. Um, I, I they haven't shown me one yet that I'd want to spend my uh, my microtransaction currency on. So I don't know what they have to do <laughs> to like really grab me with something. Like I don't know. There's just nothing that stood out to me. Again, as a Thor main, I haven't really seen anything that is like spend money on me you know yeah honestly like in a way i'm kind of glad i don't want to feel like i have to spend 
you know, money. Of course, it's optional because it's just cosmetics. But right. I have a feeling they will do this because why wouldn't they? Like, lock mm-hmm. eventually lock behind that paywall, like, the really best um, cosmetic items, which I'm worried about. But right now, it seems like nothing's really caught my eye, like what you've been saying. So I'm kind of fine with it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like... If you go through the challenge cards enough, you will accrue enough of those of that currency to have like at your leisure. So eventually, it'll be like if I want a skin, then I'll just grab one. But right, probably I, not for a while. I don't know if you saw this. I didn't look at it. I don't think the image is out there. But somebody found a Santa skin for the Hulk in the code. Oh, that's awesome! So man, you you just know the Halloween, the Christmas skins—they're gonna be great. <laughs> Mm, that's yeah that is worth keeping an eye out for mm-hmm. keeping the credits open definitely um so we touched on this briefly but uh just to check the pulse a little bit my thor currently my main he's a level 48 uh power level i think i left off around 70 uh my two closest after that are cap and widow they're both level 25 this week in terms of what content i've been playing it's mostly honestly most of my playtime was on stream last tuesday with you for the group stream on youtube.com slash joyclicks and that's when i did my first hive so the hive has basically been what i've done this week i've done a couple more hives since then uh but i haven't messed around with anything else yet still have yet to start any of the iconic mission chains but i i I do like the setup of the hives because when i've played through them i think we had this question on tuesday it does seem like it is a random mismatch of what puzzles or what challenges you have to do on each floor. So I, I, I like that. It gives some sense of non-repetitive stuff despite the environments being the same. Yeah, it, it is repetitive because you'll just eventually do the same stuff over and over again, but it is random in terms of the drop zones that you actually do. So mm-hmm. there's to describe it, there's six floors for the hive. Um, so basically, you're just running through an aim facility, and each floor is its own drop zone. So it's like, guard these three areas for a certain amount of time. Um, protect these scientists for a certain amount of time. D- defeat these the squad of enemies. And like th- those are the sort of missions or like floors you can expect to do. Right. Um, but it's all completely random. Mm-hmm. Uh... But eventually, you will just keep doing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And you've still been maining tony right yep i'm an iron man main um i am a level 50 nice and i think thank you thank you i think i am power level 144 i want to say damn dude i'm in (laughs) thank you i'm in the 140s um it's taken a once you get to so to describe like the gear a little bit the highest amount of gear drops you'll get is 130 that's like the highest level gear drops at um and at that point it's just a point of preference of what gear you want to use to like bolster some of your ratings um i'm focusing on ranged and defense so my melee isn't that great but like my lasers and missiles and repulsors are excellent mm-hmm. um so i'm like more of a sniper build but uh so you'll get the, like one the 130 gear and then you have to upgrade that gear and once you get 130 you need upgrade modules which you kind of have to grind for and again like the polychorons you have to go back day by day to get um 
you get these DNA keys, which will unlock these certain loot boxes that get you um, these upgrade modules. It's very cumbersome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. Uh, so it takes a really long time to actually like get to 150. And I think I have one legendary gear slot left to upgrade to 140. And then I have my minor artifacts to upgrade to 140. Um, and then eventually with my polychorons, I'll get my major artifact to be 150. Um, hopefully by next week, I'm sure I'll get that. Uh, it is slightly a grind though. Um, but yeah, that's what it, basically I've been doing. Trying to get those materials. Again, you have to go back day by day to actually do it. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of annoying. But um, I've also been playing slightly, like a little bit today, of Black Widow. Nice. I did her iconic quest line. And uh, she is, I think, like a level 17 and like a level 23 power rating, <laughs> which is like a vast disparity. Yeah. But she's going to be my, um, you know, backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, also worth noting, Christian, uh, I have some tips out there for some people. Oh, let's hear it, dude. So I was trying to like keep up with the challenge cards even with the characters i don't use um because i think it's a good way to get like materials in there like there are some upgrade modules and there is some like the blue currency that you can spend Mm -hmm. in there as well um and so there's the dailies and weeklies of course and i found the best way to do those quickly is in the harm room missions specifically in the training for particular characters so, for example, like, for Black Widow yesterday, the weekly for me was um, parrying 50 attacks. And the best way I found was to go in her training mission, and the very first, there's, like, waves. The very first wave of the training mission was perfect dodging three attacks. So I completely avoided that. There's only one enemy. There's no other allies to help you. And I just used their attack to parry 50 times. It took under five minutes or something like that. So instead of, like, going in a war zone or, like, messing around with, like, the AI, like, the allies who honestly steal a lot of the kills that you need (laughs) to do that, Uh you're just put in there by yourself, and you can just do whatever the task asks you to. And a lot of times, like, you can defeat, like, the waves of enemies and then reload the checkpoint quickly so you don't progress. Mm -hmm. And you can just keep farming that over and over again. So that's the best way I found to do those. And I did them all like within the same play session. So it's it's possible to do that. That's really good to know. And as somebody who, again, really hasn't been messing with many people outside of Thor in terms of getting in the weeds with it. Like I've, I played Cap, you know, for just for fun um, to get him leveled at least. But in terms of the challenges, yeah, that's a really good idea, honestly. And I think I might... Uh, I'm planning on playing after we record today. I might just do that this afternoon, so that way I can keep on top of their challenge cards, like you said, for the resources, but also for the credits, because ideally I would like to have some spending money uh, from these challenge cards on top of being able to buy the character pass for Kate, so um, yeah, that might be what I do. Yeah, and I, I would definitely, so I believe the weeklies reset in a day or two. Okay. Over the weekend, it will. So it's definitely good to, like, stay on top of the weeklies, even for the characters you don't really care for, because, mm-hmm. like, you'll get 22 points, and that'll progress, like, decently. Yeah. Um, It is sort of annoying, like, to fully max out your character. I was doing the math on this, mm-hmm. um, and I was listening to other podcasts who were saying the same thing. 
if you go day by day and do all the dailies and do all the weeklies, it'll take three weeks to fully max out a challenge card, which is kind of annoying because yeah. you do have to go back over and over. But that's sort of the game incentivizing you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but granted, for a $60 game, I don't love that. But that's just the nature of how it is, unfortunately. So that's that's good to you know keep in mind. It will take a while. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that wraps up Fury's report and our little multiplayer update for the week. So I think it's time we talk about the story a little bit, get into some spoiler talk, uh, overall Let's impressions about the campaign. So listeners, if you have not beaten the campaign and you, and you care, come back once you beat the campaign. If you don't care, if you beat the campaign... Agents of Excelsior, let's squad up. Let's just talk about this campaign right now because, man, I really liked it a lot. <laughs> this was the best surprise this year yeah. in gaming. Mm-hmm. I did not expect, like, going into this game, the campaign was the thing I was like, oh, it's not going to be good. Like, I know it. The multiplayer will, you know, maybe save it, hopefully, but I know the campaign will not be good. I was so surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah, man. Like,. I think a lot of it, at least from what I've seen on other people that have been pretty positive on it, is rooted in Kamala, and I think that is correct. Um, 100%. We touched on it last week, because we talked about the first few hours of the game last week. Um, I think all that still reigns true of, like, Kamala is what brings out the unique aspects about each Avenger in this take on the universe because we get to see them interact with her in a way we don't really see the MCU Avengers like act with anybody or even other comics that you and I have experienced. So I think that she's able to extract a lot of freshness out of these takes on the characters. Um, Obviously focusing it on her story uh, seeing her take on the responsibilities of becoming a hero, being the glue of this team, is really charming. And I think everything about her portrayal, I think, is fantastic. So, loved it. Yeah, and to a lot of people, like myself included, she's a brand new character. Even though she has been around in comics recently, and that's obviously where she was introduced. Right. To a lot of people, and to a lot of people who are specifically coming at Marvel from the MCU... She's a brand new character, and it is really great to see the game through her eyes because, like we said last week, she's essentially, like, the lens for the audience. Mm-hmm. She basically speaks for the audience, um, and they they nail that so well because she comes at it from such, like, a fan's perspective, and she always, like, keeps her faith in the Avengers, which is, of course, that is just the fans, obviously. Right. Um, and it's really great to have her in this sort of role because I don't think anyone expected this. I think we knew that she was going to be in the game, but she is pretty much the focus of this game. It it really is a Kamala story with the Avengers who happen to be there. Yeah. And I, I think I saw a fear online, mostly launch week when people were still hearing the positivity, not necessarily sold in the game yet of like, Oh, it's great that this is such a focus on her, but I have to imagine as the Avengers come in, it gets less about her and more about the team and like they overshadow her. No dude. Like I I think because of what her role is in terms of 
getting the this new take on the other characters across and everything you just said like i even when there were opportunities in the final missions of the game for me to pick anybody including thor for the story missions i was like no i want to play kamala because this is her thing i'm invested in her take on all this i think i tried cap once maybe for a drop zone but like yeah, that entire campaign, outside of the times where they forced you to play a different character, I was pretty much only Kamala. I'll push back on that a little okay. bit, um, because I I would, like, they would basically like tell you to play as certain characters, and I would. Um, and I think around the time when you get Iron Man back, it kind of grinded to a halt for a little bit. For me, at least, sure. you would yeah. do, like, there was that one mission where you had to fly as Iron Man and, you know, get the stuff. And there was less of a focus on Kamala, which is where it sort of drew me back a little bit. Okay. And so all the moments where Kamala wasn't the star of it, which is funny to say now because I didn't expect that, I didn't like that. And it wasn't until, like, the very end of that game. There was, like, sort of that middling section where Kamala wasn't sort of the focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it they, they did tie it back at the end. But there was sort of that, the middle section where I, I didn't enjoy the pacing as much as the beginning or the end. Yeah, okay, that, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think, let me let me rephrase what I said. Yeah, like with the times where they forced you to play the other Avengers, I thought, like, I, I still kind of felt her influence in a way just because of, like, the way Iron Man was acting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, she's she is for a little bit in the middle, not directly involved. She's still around, but yeah, it, it's still at the end of the day for me when I did have to play as Iron Man for that arc or for Thor in that mission. Like that just felt like a side thing to me. Like it didn't feel like that was the main focus. Yeah, it like it was. It was so it was like a main thing that you had to do, but it did feel like a side yeah. mission, and that I think was sort of the the issue I took okay. with it, where it didn't feel integral to the story, mm-hmm. and it felt more like the multiplayer missions that you play, yeah, like sort of the drop zony stuff. And I was like, eh, this doesn't really feel. This kind of feels a little tacked on, um, but that yeah, that was sort of my my main issue with it, and I think overall the general through line plot wasn't what kept me going it was more kamala's story and sort of the the very personal and very small connections between the characters specifically like everyone's connection to kamala i felt was genuine Mm -hmm. and i think that was the the backbone of this game yeah i'm with you the story from just a narrative perspective i didn't really care like um I think for so long, we all just knew what was going to happen. We knew Captain America was not dead. We knew he was going to come back. We knew the Avengers were going to reassemble. But the things that kept me going, like you said, it it was Kamala and it was also just the characters because I don't know if this is a hot take, maybe, but I liked everyone. Like, I liked, for the Avengers, the core team, I liked all of them. I thought they had a really... In some ways, obviously there's some influence of the other interpretations we've seen, but I felt like they all brought at least one thing fresh to this to these characters, and I really liked their interplay between each other with Kamala. I really liked the sort of friction 
between Bruce and Tony that was hinted at in the comics before we even got the game, right? Like seeing them go in there, especially when you go to Tony's trailer and you get to that interaction with them. I really liked their relationship um, and just the Avengers as a whole. I liked their each take on them. Mm-hmm. I think the only character that I didn't think got as much as the other characters was yeah, Thor. Um, he, which is unfortunate. Granted, though, I don't love this interpretation of Thor. It is very sort of cliche in a way, which I know that's what they're going for because play through A Day and it's just like, luckily I am mighty. It's obviously very tongue in cheek, yeah. which is fine. I think Marvel has always had an issue with interpreting Thor. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you balance the comedic aspects with also like the Norse mythology and all that kind of stuff? So it, it has been a difficult um, thing to balance. And I don't think they nail it in this game particularly, specifically because he's really not in this game at all. <laughs> when you think yeah. about it, he has that one mission. And then the Avengers disband for like a hot second and then he comes back and that's really the only time you play as him. Mm-hmm. So that honestly, just because of thinking about other games as a service things, like I wonder if they were reserved with the Thor story because maybe Thor plays a bigger role in an expansion at some point. Like I'm sure that has something to do with it. Yeah. Like, are we going to eventually go to Asgard at one point and, it's a Thor story. Like, I don't know. So I, I could see something like that. I definitely walked away kind of surprised how little Thor was in it, considering Captain America was dead. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's actually worth mentioning now. Like, that, of course, that wasn't a surprise. Obviously, Captain America was going to come back in some mm-hmm. way. And the way that they <laughs> revealed it what where aim had captured him and brought him to a satellite i think i mentioned to you i was like oh man they're gonna capture him Mm -hmm. aren't they and like obviously it's very predictable but the way that that mission played out and tony going to rescue him and finally seeing him and not even realizing he was alive there was that one moment where he's like oh it's probably some inhuman and obviously of course it turns out to be captain america it's i felt like that interaction was so heartfelt it's so Mm -hmm. genuine and even though it wasn't (laughs) the mcu actors we knew it felt like iron man and cap Mm -hmm. you know and that mission in particular was probably my favorite yeah that that was really good i i really loved that mission a lot like just dude everything about (laughs) everything about that mission like the the lead up to it uh the white suit the white and gold getting the music shooting straight up into space, like, doing that little on... It was on rails, but it was still fun. Um, yeah. Cutting to the the Tony Stark HUD display that we always see, you know, in the movies, like, doing it one time in the campaign, and it was this moment when he's flying into space, and then you're Iron Man in a space station that's abandoned. It was, like, kind of creepy, but, like, it was really cool, and then, yeah, I, I think you nailed it with just saying it, it felt... It was heartfelt. Like, it had real emotion in it in a way that i'm just glad they made it work because we all knew he was alive but i think they surprised me with it still like not in a way that oh i didn't see this coming it was just like man this hit in a way i didn't think it would knowing since day one this dude was alive still yeah and and i think something they do great with captain america in this is 
they keep his shield in the helicarrier or in the um yeah the helicarrier and everyone at some point can go up to it and be like and reflect on captain america and and essentially reflect on a day and their mm-hmm. failures and and it's particularly like emotional because they failed not just like the world and the people they were trying to protect they also failed yeah. themselves specifically specifically with captain america's death like that's all a burden that they kept on their shoulders for five years and that's part of i i can guarantee you that's a large part of the reason why bruce banner came out there and said the avengers do pose a danger because he probably didn't want to see another one of his friends die that's like an interpretation i took away from it obviously of course they let a lot of people die that day but for the avengers themselves like having their emotional leader essentially in captain america be taken away from them was just catastrophic and i i think they they use that as a great leverage for making the avengers disband it it made sense that way yeah and i really liked that a lot too because i think that here more than any other interpretation i've exposed myself to like it feels like cap is the head right like he like it he's the head of a snake not a hydra i guess like they cut it off and then the avengers clueless even when we like they reunite Mm -hmm. cap is still not there they're struggling hard like i I really liked that a lot um i i like this take on cap i think it's a nice balance of like cheesy captain america but also heartfelt and like you said about every time i got the shield or every time i got a new character on the helicarrier i went up to the shield to see what their dialogue was going to be with it definitely um, and th- you reminded me after the game is i guess complete and everybody's back on the helicarrier you get similarly if you're not playing as thor you can go into thor's room and you can try with everybody to pick up mjolnir Ooh, so- can you yeah, so the, like they have like fun little interactions with it. Uh, There's a nice nod with if you do it with Cap. Um, so I I, I like cool. the Easter eggs in this game. Yeah, there are some cool ones. I didn't see this personally, but Cap has uh, a Peggy photo in his. Oh really? Presumably Peggy, because mm-hmm. it's a woman from the '40s. So obviously, like it, it would have to be. Right. Um, uh, Natasha has the tiny dancer or the um, little like dancer. Yeah. I forget the what music that's called. Box. Yeah, the music box. Thanks. And well, did that's you where see she... Tiny Dancer coming? I was either thinking it was. I thought it would be really funny if it was Captain America, where <laughs> he was like, like doing the Winter Soldier thing. Like he was catching up on, uh, like pop culture, and he yeah. stumbled upon Tiny Dancer. Yeah. Like, oh, I like this song. Um, I thought that would be really funny, but yeah. I didn't see that. I I thought it was either cap or like maybe not but uh, the explanation for tiny dancer wasn't the song it was the music box which was like no okay didn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like the sort of interplay with uh iron man earlier where he was like oh i would have chosen rocket man and then nat comes back and he's like ragging on her for choosing tiny dancer she's Mm -hmm. like i bet you would have chosen rocket man he's like no (laughs) so i thought that was pretty good yeah, yes. Like, all those moments like that, I loved. I, I really appreciated all that stuff. Um, I, I also wanted to shout out to uh, Banner. I loved Banner in this. I loved this take on Bruce. Like, 
he felt more raw than other again other interpretations um i really like he was just super depressed in a way that felt more genuine than any hulk movie or cartoon that i've seen like this man was going through it (laughs) like and the, the fact that it's reflected in the hulk too i thought was really interesting you know um there's a mission before you meet hank where you're in utah i was playing as kamala and i think she's talking to jarvis and she asks him a question about the hulk she's like why is he so like bruised and like beat up he looks worse and during that mission i was using the pre-order skin for hulk which had like the lab coat and the purple pants but hearing her call out specifically the appearance of him me questioning if it's actually gotten worse I was like, oh, you know what, Hulk, you're getting the default skin for the rest of this game. I want to see what happens here. I want to see when you shave, because that's going to be a moment. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really interesting. And another take on the whole conflict between Hulk and Banner that felt new to me. Yeah, and I always, I always point out, like, some of the A-list voice actors that we see or hear, I guess, time and time again, they usually kind of just repeat, you know, their own voice and... Troy Baker does that to an extent, but I think he captures the sort of awkwardness of Bruce Banner that we haven't seen specifically in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a little bit with Mark Ruffalo, but it, he's sort of more playful in that role. Yeah. And you could tell that Troy Baker is much more introspective, and um, he can't really talk to people effectively. Like, his communication skills are poor, yeah. like, really bad. Um, specifically in the scene with Kamala and Banner in her room, he's like, uh, I don't know how to confront this situation. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Uh, I thought, th- I thought that was well handled and yeah, like what you're saying, like he's just carrying that baggage probably even more so than any of the other Avengers. Maybe, you know, Tony's up there as well, but like, he's the one who chose to say, we don't need the Avengers. And you can like tell that the rest of the Avengers didn't necessarily agree with that, but he's the one who said, no, we need to stop. And a lot of, a lot of that I think was because of his research with Terrigen and and how he probably felt responsible for what happened that day. Yeah. Because even on top of that, he has his thing with Monica, right? And Monica, as it turns out is, I would argue the real antagonist, right? Like she's the the brains behind it all. I had a theory that she was a Kree, and that might be true but yeah uh what do you think of modok because i was kind of indifferent <laughs> yeah he's he's exactly what i expected him to be it's just okay like you're bad for just being bad you know like i didn't i didn't get the turn from doctor to evil super genius you yeah. know i didn't get that mm-hmm. and i i agree with you like monica was the real villain behind this Mm -hmm. and modok was more like the tool that she used right like uh, seemingly i honestly i expected more for modok uh when we checked in in their lab like the second time and she injected him i think at that point i was like okay so we're not gonna get any uh tarleton character development in this game are we Mm -hmm. and the next time we check in on them his head is just bigger and it's like oh we're really not gonna get any okay (laughs) so um (laughs) yeah i remember the first war table they showed him and i was like oh man (laughs) i don't need this but you know again that was that was sort of the 
the thing that lost me about the uh, story. Um, but anything with Kamala and the rest of the Avengers, honestly, really um, outweighed that for me. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, do you want to talk about the Kree a little bit? Like, yeah, what do you expect from that? Because we see the Kree uh, sort of sentry appear out of um, the water or whatever in San Francisco, um, which is like presumably that's what was unearthed mm-hmm. on a day, and that's what like sort of caused all that right. um, stuff. And then at the end of it, we see something shooting out of its chest presumably to go to the Kree homeworld yes um what do you expect from this and is it captain marvel so i absolutely think captain marvel's coming um i don't think at any point in the story do they call kamala ms marvel i have heard people discussing that i don't think someone ever says it Okay. It's written, of course, and like on her character, it is yeah. Ms. Marvel. But yeah, I don't think anyone ever says it. Because I believe she gets the name from Carol. So. Yeah, she does. Yeah, I- I'm wondering then if whenever Captain Marvel gets added to the game, because we know that's coming, um, mm-hmm. if it's a Kamala and Carol story, uh, which would be awesome. But. Yeah, I think she's coming for sure. I think the little tease of the thing flying out of the ship at the end is absolutely teeing up a future content drop. I don't know if that's going to be a year two thing or like a year one 2021 thing or if it's going to be sooner. I I would lean to say sooner because, again, we're going to touch on a couple rumored things right now. So if you're sensitive about that, maybe just skip like two minutes. Um, The next raid presumably because of leaks is wakanda now the raid we have for launch is an aim secret lab i don't know if anybody's completed yet i don't even know if it's available yet because i think they said only weekends but i doubt there's any kree information in the aim secret lab raid so i would be inclined to think that maybe when we assume we get black panther which based on nothing other than the fact that we're getting a character next month and a character the month after, is maybe December. So I could see, come December, that Cree ship or Cree scout that fled the body of that sentinel come back with an army and we duke it out in Wakanda. Yeah, I can see something big happening around the holiday season, specifically to drive sales of this game, Mm -hmm. um, because it is sort of like an active game being constantly updated and they're going to want to like try to sell this game at certain points, obviously for the holiday season. And like, they're going to want to drive sales again. Like we, they saw a peak for this on launch day, obviously, and they're going to try and reach another peak around um, Christmas and like that sort of holiday season. So I can see something big happening there to drive um, incentive to buy this game. So yeah, I could totally see something, if Wakanda comes, I can see that coming in December. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be, I mean, it's hard to even say, but that'll be enough time where it's not awkward to sort of use that character or insensitive to use that character yeah. or Wakanda as much as it is now 
now that the wound is so fresh. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Like, honestly, when I I think they show the character, I sh- I think they reveal Black Panther at the next war table. Whether that's in two weeks, if that's at the end of October, I don't know, but I think they'll announce Black Panther before Clint is out. That's my guess. I agree. I agree. Um, so that's where my head was at with the Kree thing. Um, I, I think there's also a tease in the post credits with Monica, like with the, the eyes you picked up on that, right? Yes. Like, so supposedly she can clone or something like that. Yeah. Because it's, it, it kind of seems like she died, <laughs> right? Like, I, I, I don't know the, the, the whole Monica stuff is, is kind of convoluted to me Mm -hmm. so so i'm not sure my read on it was well originally when they introduced her on a day i was like damn she's got green eyes (laughs) like because it's just so in your face i don't i didn't know why i honestly i at first i thought she was she hulk and i was like oh cool is is she just in here as a cameo um turns out no was that your theory uh at first well, when I first saw her until, like, Bruce kissed her, <laughs> so for those, like, 30 seconds, I was like, oh, maybe is it She-Hulk? Um, yeah. But at some point in the campaign, I think when she injects MODOK, I noticed her eyes, she had heterochromia. So there was one, like, brown and one green. I was like, wait, no, they were both green before. And then in the post credit scene, they're both green. Hmm. So I don't know what that means yeah what's the deal with do that? kree have green <laughs> eyes i don't think they do uh yon rog right J- uh, jude law's character they were yellow right yeah yeah and yeah i have no clue but the whole um the main mission line in the avengers initiative like in the multiplayer is following up with monica mm-hmm. so she definitely still plays a role yeah, because the the what that will be, I don't right, know. Right, the the entire post credit scene is Monica talking to shareholders in like a two in a, in a room with tubes of people just sitting in like Luke Skywalker back to tanks. Yeah, and we zoom in on her eyes, and she's like, "Don't worry, the the, the projections will be met," or something, some business talk, right? Like so. Let me tell you, I'm excited to quickly move on past this <laughs> because I would, I'm I'm more excited for what's the year two story? Uh, yes, <laughs> because right now I'm just like whatever. I, I'm with you. Um, aim. Aim is a good launch thing, right? Like I don't think aim is grand scheme. Um, I don't think. I'm sure there's gonna be aim missions throughout the different years, but I don't think it's gonna be like end all be all round two with aim five years from now like i don't think that's what this is right yeah i i think i could see a world where even all the enemies are replaced with another faction or there's a cycle between the two something like that yeah i think that would be nice um because while there is a lot they said like what 80 enemy types in the game Mm -hmm. that counts like the same drone but different elemental versions of it um yeah and it is a bummer because i guess we can touch briefly on future stuff right because that's what this game is we have a lot of loose ends i i i feel like this game would be really cool if we eventually got ultron but 
we fought so many robots in the base campaign that I feel like Ultron's not going to hit the same. I do think they tease it a little bit with Hank and his AI Roy robot. Mm-hmm. So I think we could eventually see Ultron, but I don't know. When it comes to you with villains or where you're expecting some of these threads to go, once AIM is wrapped, whenever that happens, what what do you think's next? Mm, yeah, I, I'm honestly unsure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mind goes to Ultron because I think that's probably easiest, and I don't think they want to do... They definitely don't want to do Thanos yet. That is, like, that an eventual thing. And they don't want to come off the heels of yeah. the MCU, right? They're trying to do their own thing. Uh, but as I say that, like, Ultron was a huge part of that, so I'm not sure about that. I could see maybe something regarding. I think the Kree w- will play a very important part, and I think Captain Marvel will also be with that. So I think something along those lines is the next big thing. Yeah, I think you're right. And someone was talking about this. I think it was maybe on kind of funny. Um, if they introduce that, maybe also introduce like an intergalactic thing with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I could totally see myself playing Peter Quill if he's anything like uh, Tony, which I'm sure he'll be. That'll be like sort of an echo for Tony. So that'd be cool. Sure, yeah. I Here's my thing. You brought up the Guardians, so I'm going to bring this up. Uh, everyone was like, is this going to be a Marvel Games universe? Is this Spider-Man from Insomniac going to show up? Um, no, but I do think that because there were rumors that Eidos Montreal was making a Guardians of the Galaxy game, and Crystal Dynamics, both under the Square Enix umbrella, is making this game, that I think at one point maybe we get a Guardians of the Galaxy game on PS5 from Square and Eidos. I think those Guardians have a very strong chance of showing up in this game, and that's the sort of universe you build. Um, that's some good corporate synergy right there. Yeah, dude, introduce one of the guardians I, on gamescast with kevin we did like a dream roadmap a couple weeks before we started excelsior again mm-hmm. and i was like you know what would be cool because i know they like to make a couple differences right like they made kamala a central avenger in this game i would love because he's an og guardian if we get like young yondu as like one of the core guardians members and he's oh, the guest yeah. character in this game dude the arrow flying around that would yeah. be something yeah that'd man, be a great heroic he- Cause, yeah, because I think he could probably control it similar to how Thor was a Mjolnir. So I think it would be closer to Thor than it would be with, like, a Hawkeye or something. Yep, totally. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, put Yondu in the game, please. <laughs> um, But yeah, any final thoughts before we close the book on Excelsior for the week? Anything yeah. about the story? Any predictions? Sure. I was thinking of, like, throwing my general impression out there. Yeah, sure. If you want to do the same. Um, yeah, why not? So I was thinking, like, we're not going to slap a score on this thing because that's just not what we do. Um, But to, like, garner my sort of, like, ideas about this, I was thinking what I would give this if I were, like, reviewing this and, like, how I feel about this. And I was reading through the IGN uh, review score. They do the 10-point scale, so it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, all the way up to 10. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was reading through sort of the descriptions, and I felt this one was very accurate. It reads, playing a good game is time well spent. Could it be better? Absolutely. Maybe it lacks ambition, is too repetitive, has a few technical bumps in the road, or is too repetitive. I like that. 
mm-hmm. but we came away from it happy nonetheless. We think you will too. That is the descriptor for seven out of ten, uh, which is good. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like very accurate to how I feel. There were definitely some noticeable bugs in this game. It was incredibly <laughs> repetitive. And there were some things that got in my way of making me feel that this was a great experience. But regardless, I came away with it more positive than I came away with it more negative. So I feel like this is a really good game. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how I feel about this. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think that's a good way to lay it out. Um, if I had to put a score on it, I think just in comparison to other scores I've given, not necessarily based on like a full scale, I'd probably land around an 8, maybe 8.5, just because I really, really think the story's great. And at this point, seeing what they showed me with this base game, the fun I've had with the gameplay, the combat, the multiplayer, and the promise of future content, and if the future content is a shred of like well put together as that main story is when we get like kate or clint or spider-man or whoever else comes to this game then i can't wait and i think this is going to be another excellent companion piece to being a marvel fan like when the mcu is taking some time I can just dive in on what's new in this world, you know, like see what's up with the new character, what their place is in this whole thing. Like, I think I agree with you where it's, it does has have some stuff to make up, but I think the reason I'm I'd probably put an eight on it or something like that is because of the promise, you know, cause I think it's hard to, definitively say something about a game like this right you can only take it with how it is at at this point but i i think it has a very promising road ahead of it and i am giving them the benefit of the doubt with that for now because i think they proved that there's a lot they can do really well uh yeah that's a good point um but i think like as it stands right now like sure yeah specifically when it comes to people's worth and people's money like I would say I would skew lower. I would say like seven, seven point five. Um, if you don't feel like that is worth spending sixty dollars on, then by all means wait for a, pr- a price drop. Because like for me, I felt like my money was well invested and well, mm-hmm. you know, I already like spent my money. I'm like I feel good about that. For someone right. else, I can totally see them being like, "Wow, I just wasted sixty dollars on this game," um, and like that's totally a world where that exists for someone. So I think it's it's worth maybe holding out a little bit if you're a little skeptical skeptical about this game. Um, like we said earlier in the show, like wait till maybe holiday and when it's around 40, pick it up and there's going to be already more content than there is right now. Um, but yeah, I think this game is definitely, the promise of this game is very exciting. And mm-hmm. right now, I think it has a really good base. And I think that will only improve later on. Like we saw with Battlefront 2, it had a terrible, terrible base when it launched back in 2017 there were so many issues with that game now if you play it in 2020 which is what what i did it's a really great game yeah so i can only imagine that the avengers will follow that same level of trajectory and we see that again with like no man's sky something like that um and it will only improve and if it is already starting off as a good game then it's it's going to excel i think later on 
Well said. Well, um, I think that's probably going to do it for this week's episode of Excelsior. Uh, if you enjoyed, if you're new to the show, be sure to, if you're on the video version, sub to JoyClicks so you don't miss out on future episodes every Saturday, future streams from me and Jack playing through more hives. We're going to try to get this platinum trophy together in the coming months. Um, oh, yeah. And we got to get Kevin in on this. We got to get him in at least in some sort of high level content one time. So we could do it. Yeah. Um, if you want to see any of that stuff, obviously we have archives as well from the beta streams. And this past week we did some hives, Jack and I, like I said, available on youtube.com slash joy very close to 2000 subs. Uh, but this show is also available on audio services like Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, pocket casts, Google play, all the podcast services. You can look it up Excelsior, uh, under the joy name, or just look up Excelsior, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. You'll find it. If you enjoy the show and you can do so on your given platform of choice, we would very much appreciate if you could give us a five-star rating, write a review if you're feeling extra nice. Um, but anything to show your support of the show helps immensely. Uh, maintain that number one Marvel's Avengers podcast status. <laughs> it just takes a second. <laughs> but Jack, uh, thank you for joining. Where can people find you? Thanks for having me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FascinatedJack. If you like Pokemon, we got a show for you. It's called My First Mon. Uh, Christian is on that show the Pokemon expert, and I am the Pokemon novice, Mm -hmm. and we're both playing through Pokemon Crystal. So it's a fun time. So you can go find that on podcast services and youtube.com slash joyclicks. Very nice. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at ChrisNBuckley as well. And Agents of Excelsior. To our tier. If you want to get your questions in on patreon.com slash joyclicks, you can in every coming week. Or leave some feedback on the video down below in the comments about uh, your feelings on the game, your pulse of everything, because it's always nice to have a number of resources to pull from in terms of community pulse as a host. <laughs> like, the subreddit is great. That is a very active subreddit. It is brutally honest, and the developers share a lot of information on there. But on a ground level, in terms of what your level of commitment is to the game, I think it's very interesting to hear what everybody thinks about it. So, uh, yeah, don't be shy. Be sure to let us know what you think. So, until next week, though, Excelsior. Excelsior.